Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hameen Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hameen Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand. The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now, The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBroasters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's gotta be Russo'sBrand.com, bro. Again, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at HMG. And now, it's time to be entertained. سبحان فالق Yalla, yalla, it's Hacker Hameen back with Bill Collins himself, the mustard tiger, and the uh, bubbles ready to launch into outer space here as we play space to bring it back down to earth for AEW Dynamite before Rampage. Are we elite? I don't know. We might get called up to dark, dark elite. Anyway, all the shows are tracking great. We're right on track. Here we are. It's time to light the fuse. Hameen Media Group. TheRealmNetwork.com. Y'all Yeah, man. Uh, Two-man uh, booth. Uh, you know, as uh, we bid farewell to producer of the year, MSG, we carry on and uh, shovel a little more coal ourselves to make sure the train keeps chugging down the tracks. Uh, and even so, I didn't know, maybe I'll, I'll talk on air about open book policy. I don't know if you're ready to, you know, maybe move on to other things and wanted to, to do it up or not or and wrap it up. I can always rebook uh, the shows and take things off my plate. I love being with you every week. It's not that I want to stop doing it by any means, but I also don't want to force you and your precious time and, and where you're going in your creative journey, just like Matt, to be like, I need you here to do this. 
you know, it's opportunity for everybody, but uh, I'm down to, to, to roll anytime you are, buddy. You know, man, the way that I look at it is kind of as long as I uh, light the fuses on the air, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to okay. stick with it. I love it. I'm here. For, I'm here too, bro. And, you know, maybe we'll mix in some uh, fun uh, co-hosts here and get yeah, obviously – Jenna Van Muscle is always uh, a breath of fresh air running on uh, my curmudgeon rants, <laughs> even though sometimes uh, she might agree with me too much, which is definitely going to get her blackballed and buried. She should just stop agreeing with me and, and tell me I'm wrong, even if she does. That's going to help her get over. False flag that never happens. She <laughs> agrees with you. I'm, I'm going to miss the little guy, Maddie. Um, yeah. but I, I do like the, uh, the two-man vibe. Like I feel like it's a little more intimate. Like it's just two dudes having a couple drinks, yeah, you know, smoking a little dope, sitting on the couch, smoking a lot uh, of dope, a lot of dope. <laughs> By the way, um, have you ever heard of Delta Eight? Uh, I have heard of this this new thing that's like because Delta Nine is THC regular flower marijuana, mm-hmm. and they sell bullshit Delta Ten that looks like it. It's a knockoff, but I guess this Delta Eight is a equal variant that uh does all the same stuff but because it's not delta nine it's not under the law and they can get away with selling it am i wrong in what i'm saying you're you're pretty accurate there so the the delta eight which has now become legal in in many states including my own here in florida um it is pretty much just like the same thing as delta nine found in the weed everybody's been smoking for as long as they have been yeah Um, it is a little less potent I would say like maybe like the difference between a, a 5% beer and a 3.5% beer. Um, and they've been putting it in like gummies and tablets, but they are now selling flour. I went to my um, local uh, head shop uh, just yesterday and I'd got some Delta gummies before and they had this huge jar of buds on the counter, which is not normal when you walk into a Florida shop. Right. I'm like, what you, what you got there, man? He's like, oh, it's the Delta 8 flour. Um, I was like, how is it? Is it any good? He's like, well, I got some pre-rolls. Hands me his big fat uh, pre-roll. He's like, yeah, try it out. Let me know what you think. Um, so I took it home last night, partaked a little bit. I felt good, man. It's, uh, it worked. It worked all right. World. Is it a little, is it maybe the difference between drinking, like you said, a light beer on a hot day as opposed to like going heavy with some couch lock shit? I mean, it still mm-hmm. did, did what its function was supposed to do. Yeah, man. Like, be, because I've, I, stopped smoking for so long i've joked about it on the show like i'm a bitch when it comes to tolerance so like if i'm gonna actually smoke like you know legit uh fucking thc delta nine yeah um, it takes a very small amount to get me feeling right um so i mean i just sat and casually puffed this thing and, and felt great so Good, man. Uh, you know i'm glad all the uh, walls are dropping i went to a dispensary because uh rachel and i went to uh Salem on Saturday just for a day trip. Uh, you know, the dogs are older and Gracie's sick, so we don't want to be away for too long. We need to get out of the house once in a while. Phenomenal lobster rolls and milkshakes and the whole nine. But uh, there was a uh, – and witches, a lot of uh, lesbian witches everywhere. It was a good time. Um, there was a new dispensary there, and it was a beautiful place on the outside, all painted with, like, huge – seascape like under the ocean type uh gimmick massive floor space inside bro they needed one third of what they've got <laughs> for floor space and uh yeah grabbed a couple pre-rolls and uh some la confidential uh so 
Oh, okay. a little trip. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now that's confidential. Uh, shout yeah, out. <laughs> uh, but it was a good trip, man. But uh, I'm glad to see like in our lifetime as 90s kids stoners thinking like, wouldn't it be sweet if they legalize and now we can go into shops and those shops that were brave enough will influence money hungry whores like those in New York state. And once they can figure out how to get their kickbacks, they've passed it. And now it's going to be just more the way of everything. And the way New York goes is the way the world goes, unfortunately, sometimes. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it's uh, crazy in our lifetime. Well, thankfully, our 90s kids have uh, come to power and these are the things we want, you know. Right. So. so our brains would have fucking exploded. I remember in high school, like the dream for everybody was like, let's go to Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. Amsterdam. Remember that? You smoke in the cafes and they have stuff you could actually eat. Yeah. Like, uh, so now just seeing where shit, shit's going. It's yeah. um, I went on a good trip myself, man. Um, while you were in Salem, I was down in my hometown of Richmond, Virginia. Nice. For a few days. Um, saw some family, saw my uh, newest little niece. Uh, my best friend, Cole, I've, I've had the same best friend since the age of five. Uh, we were in the same kindergarten class as well as graduating class. So I finally got to meet his little one-year-old daughter, um, spent some time on the James River, arguably my favorite spot in the world. Um, and uh, for the first time since the pandemic, um, Superstar Seminars hit the road, man. I did my first live seminar in, wow, uh, in nearly two years. Great. Uh, yep. And what's cool about it, man, is I got to teach these uh, these guys and girls, um, mostly at a beginner level. I'd say the majority were anywhere between a few months to two years in. Okay. Um, a couple of more experienced, but the majority was this beginner group. And it just felt really cool going to where everything started for me and being able to teach these guys. But all the shit that I had to travel around the world and pay thousands of dollars to acquire this knowledge, um, it felt really good to, at, at that early stage in their careers, just be able to hand them something to, uh, to, to run with and hopefully, um, you know, make something out of themselves. So uh, it was nice, man. Hit the road with just me and Monroe, my little trusty sidekick, the Chihuahua of Doom. And uh, right. she was a road warrior, bro. That's great, man. That makes me so happy. So after everything you've been through, uh, you know, and recovering and even why, and you know, why I wanted to do this show is to at least give your mind some uh, ability to talk about what you love and do your cognitive uh, abilities have come back fully all worked on. It's not just like overnight. It was obviously a lot of work for you. And now to be back what you're doing and I don't want to say cashing in, but mentoring others so they don't make they can they can get get it quicker than we did passing knowledge from you know being a conduit for that but also the thousands upon thousands of dollars you did put in to become a doctorate in this shit you got to earn a little bit back and i'm glad to see any businessman uh making their dollar and doing it in a creative way uh, propelling the art forward that's fucking all good shit to me man good for you buddy i'm happy to hear that Thanks, man. And, and I'm not jumping all the way in the pool yet. I'm, I'm not quite ready for that. So I'm yeah. just kind of dipping Dude, my toe in. You're with your shirt off and shit. Look <laughs> how uh, fucking gassed up I am. And everyone goes, here comes his comeback. It's already just fucking started. Dip, dip in the toe in. Uh, yeah. Comeback is, is by no means on the horizon. It's not a reality. Anytime soon, but maybe that'll change. But no, man, like, um, you know, you, you mentioned about giving back and, and cashing in. I know you didn't mean it in a, in a negative right. sense. Um, what, what separates me from other coaches 
Um, a, I'd say the most important thing is this is the uh, topic that I love more than anything in the world, um, as long as I can remember. So it's, it's something I'm incredibly passionate about. And for years, I did it for free without even realizing that was the case. Like I was right. just passing what I would learn to others. I'd get in the ring with people, teach them what I knew. Um, you know, it wasn't until I got a bit older and started realizing you can't be in the ring forever that, you know, I applied more of the coaching stuff. Sure. Um, so to me, like, it's, it's a labor of love, man. <clears throat> and uh, my, my style is just different to any coach that I've ever personally worked with. Um, for whatever reason, I just have this unique ability to uh, connect with people and explain things on their level. I was telling a friend of mine the other day who's getting into coaching, um, and if you ever decide to do it, this may be helpful for you. You have to approach each person you work with completely differently. If we have 10 students, I can't teach all 10 of them the same thing the same way because it's 10 different brains, 10 different ways their body moves. No one's ever going to do things right the same sure. way. And I've been to so, and worked with so many coaches that show everyone the same lesson, the same technique, um, and kind of miss that personal one-on-one -on -one connection. So I think that's what's been able to help me have a successful group of people and hopefully keep that shit going. Well, he's going to be back on the road hopefully soon. Uh, so definitely if you're a student at a wrestling school or an independent who wants uh unbelievable world-class knowledge right out of Sidell Dojo as well. If you want to make the trip to Florida, I'm sure you can uh, find the Chris Silvio uh, if you need him, just like the A-team, baby. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, one thing, I, I don't know if it's uh, the mic's just a little far away or if you need to check mic settings a little bit, I use you a little more in front. Pull her in. How's that? That's perfect. That's perfect, buddy. Can take the gain down just a little bit. There we go. Oh man, uh, you know maybe not the due diligence of MSG with the YouTube numbers, but there's plenty of hot button topics when it comes to AEW. Before we uh, get to the show, man, uh, yo man, uh, AEW wrestler turns heel and rips mainstream wrestling fans. Uh, Joey Janela also drinking that Florida water has turned heel and uh, declared that bad boy summer is here. Well, summer's almost over with, but. Uh, uh, last night on Dark Elevation, he turned on Sonny Kiss, came out uh, with in a tag team match against Baron Black and debuting DMC. Janela pulled a shocker by super kicking Kiss on the ramp uh, during their entrance, and then Janela uh, then took their would-be opponents as they came uh, to check on Kiss and finish his Kiss off with a pile driver on the steel ledge. Fans in the arena responded, Joey sucks, and you still suck, and chanced as Janela taunted the crowd, uh, same and ended with officials helping kiss to uh his her feet at ringside um you know uh interesting but they didn't really get him over a ton as a tag team of baby faces janelle is a, an easy heel to hate um and knows how to work the crowd no doubt about it is this uh, a double hate crime beating up someone from the lgbtq community and <laughs> an african-american minority has joey janelle committed a double hate crime here if, if this were nonfiction, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right, man. Like they, they didn't get them over none. As it wasn't some, it was none as a tag team, yeah. and there was no mention of it happening last night. I saw the same article you're referencing, just because I like to keep sharp on what the fuck's going on before we do the show. Yeah. Um, so who's 
it's one of those things like uh, I'd like to see it happen and I'd like to see what Joey does with it. He's a talented promo and a creative cat. But it's like one of those things like if a tree falls in the forest. And no one's there to hear it. Doesn't make a sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're only as good of a heel as, as you were a baby face during the turn. So lukewarm one equals lukewarm the other. Luke, I am your father. Um, speaking of a guy who's got great heel heat, and they've done the exact opposite, uh, this Max Caster thing keeps going. Um, we've heard off uh, or, or got to go to sensitivity training like uh, what's his name did the other kid with the Sasha Sammy. Bank, Sammy. And two months, no pay. Then I've heard that that's bullshit, but I've seen the story and not seen a redaction from AEW saying it's not. So not saying something is saying something, you know, and apparently they're pulled from dark. The kid lost to beyond booking. I think this kid nailed it with the promo. I think we should be turning up the volume on this in a smart way that goes over the line, but is protected in a certain way and have a character that responds to it. You've got all this heat on this kid. And you're going to teach him a lesson in real life for him doing a fictional character? Are you going to go after movie stars for the fictional murderers they play for the same shit and try and ban them for it and make sure they don't eat because they did a good job? How about the fact that he's African-American doing hip-hop when John Cena did the exact same bit as a white guy with cultural appropriation? Is anybody saying anything about that? No? Okay. They went at Eminem for it. But why not this? And now this kid's on the sideline. There he's got all this heat, and they're just cooling it off instead of turning it into something quality that could be great. And I don't think the the offense was even worth anything. A fine, a, a slap on the wrist. It was like, wow, this kid's got it. And it made it through production. Did production guys get suspended? Did they did they get heat on them? Next week, Dan Lambert is coming to AEW. It was supposed to be this week. They pushed it. So he can come out and cut the shoot bang bang promo and tell AEW why they suck and it's kids and they're not men and the wrestling used to be better. He's gonna cut a hot button promo. You're gonna fucking make sure Dan Lambert's canceled. Like, what are we doing out here? So I like at least on the indies, I've got carte blanche where I work and the 9-11 heat's coming up. I'm gonna cross the way Max Caster's gonna be in my rear view and crossing the line, bro. I'm going, you know, you know what I got ready to go. So habitual line stuff. Yeah, big time stepping. Hey, ain't no half stepping. Uh, and and dude, like it just blows my mind that uh, because, and it was the Simone Biles line. He didn't even like go hard. He did everything smart. And uh, emotion apparently is more powerful. And well, I'll get to another story here that we had in our chat. But um, I, I want to talk about that a lot more before we. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. But go ahead, continue. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. So I know the Max Caster thing we've kind of covered, and even as it unfolds more, but I wanted to tie in this other bigger story of Darby Allen's ex-girlfriend claiming abuse and then what her definition or this strange definition of rape in 2021, which has merit in the court of, you know, sexual abuse of quid pro quo, I guess. You know what I mean? It might not be in what we have in our mind of something, a violent act, but a more of a mental, you know, yada, yada. Uh, everyone can find the story. I don't need to, to go into that. But last night, homies on TV in the tag match with allegations of Me Too against him. Why? Because the TV script's more important. He's more over than Max Caster. We're playing that game already. Yeah. 
Here, speaking of the game, it's time to play the towel game. <laughs> Pittsburgh, told him up, light him up. Ricky Ortiz is in the house. As we Athletes. discussed, hot button controversial yeah. subjects yeah. behind me is yeah. the lovely genocide waving her uh, terrible towel. That's it. That's it. I, Britt did steal the show last night. She sure did. She sure did. Yeah. Woo! What's I up, Jen? I still that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> That's commitment to the bit, dude. Do you remember when I used to make you guys play Big Gay Nerd, uh, Sil, when we would do improv? Vaguely. Vaguely. It's not about anything acting queer, like, you know, any homosexual. It's just like act as big as you can be, act as crazy as you can be, and be the complete nerd, uncool person that you don't want the world to see. That was Jenna's entrance right there. And once you can do that kind of commitment without fear, there's the walls come tumbling down. There is no boundaries for you to be a character be be hurt you know what i mean oh jenna's a huge nerd she's loud and proud yeah i was always a nerd and then you bully people and they grow up to be a fucking monster <laughs> but it's the commitment to do it without fear and that's that's what's awesome if anybody is laughing at that right there that's why it's that good man so good to see you genocide how are you my dear hi how are you doing uh, I'm good. This realm launch has been good for us. How I many media group subscribers have really signed up because they love shows like this and, uh, you know, the locker room where they're only going to get the real talk about a product. Sure. We're going to put things over, but we're also going to talk real about the things that miss as opposed to, I guess, selling out and being on the payroll like we should, <laughs> like everybody yeah. else. Uh, um, yeah. We're in yeah. the middle here discussing some of the hot button topics of the week. I was about to respond to uh, what's been going on. Which hot button? There's been so, quite a few. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm lining it up with the Max Caster thing. He's not even allowed to get heat and is suspended and being starved out and being made an example of that they kind of brought all the attention on themselves to look go look how woke we are. Then in the same or the next week, there's a Darby Allen controversy that is far more up here if it's true than what somebody said, you know, uh, and the guys on TV, you're not taking them off in a speaking out me too movement, you know, backlash while you do one over a Simone Biles joke, like in, in the guy, in the guy's character, it's what a rapper is supposed to do is hit hot snaps like that. You, you know? need to tell me that no one heard his rap before he went out there. I find it hard to believe that he's allowed to go off the cuff and just go out there without some sort of agent or someone going over something before. So I don't think it was a surprise because it was also taped several weeks ago. And then when I, they had every opportunity to edit it, had someone gone th through it and actually listened um, if there were real concerns, because all right. that shit has to go to editing. Someone listened to it. Are they suspended? Someone Are gave they the, the, the thumbs up to to pass go on to it wasn't that bad it was like he's he's doing exactly what john cena did a little sexual reference something topical a diss rap and then like a oh shit punchline he just came out with it in backwards order but he still killed it and now he's suspended for doing his job. Meanwhile, really that did anyone bring up that Charlotte Flair brought up Simone Biles to get uh, some heat on her promo? And she has more of a, a visual than Max Caster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. she's more of a star and she brought it up and no one said anything. And some lower level guy in AEW who's just getting out there. Then uh, I don't agree with, I think he said something about the Duke team and I wouldn't go that far. 
But yeah, uh, he just needs to be cognizant of what he's really putting in his wraps. The Simone Biles thing to get some heat, whatever, and that's his character. All good. Yeah. Charlotte Flair did it too. So. so I could believe that it's possible that he went out there and somehow slipped through the cracks that they didn't know what he was going to say prior. However, I can guarantee there was at least one minimum to two agents or producers with headsets who heard every word he said. So when he came back through the curtain, they had the option to say, bro, don't do that. Or this is a little, yeah. And then it went through the editing process and still went through. Um, as the week progresses, I, I have been getting hotter and hotter about this story. Like the, the way that I look at it is, I mean, let, let's say I ditched this wrestling bullshit and became an actor. And I did an episode of CSI where I play a rapist and a murderer. So now is Chris Silvio the man, a rapist and a murderer? Right. Does everybody hate me? Am I going to be canceled because this was a role that I... Is, that I is, our, is our art, because it blurs the lines of reality and fiction as opposed to programming fiction on TV, even though they're both on TV... Because one's a live show, it makes it that much more real to people. And they, they is that the weird loophole that they they hold they judge us uh, him against that? Because that's the only difference of what you're saying in, in the performance aspect of it. Yeah, but it's same thing even with our characters and how you know there people have a conflict sometimes with the name genocide. It's not sure. genocide with a G. It's a J. Well, no. You know what I mean? Like it is my name in a playoff words. I'm a su superhero. I have metal and wires in my fucking body and I'm a fucking robot. And human cyborg, I, I am. And it's who I am. And the name is that since I'm not like every other woman and I'm different, the name says I can terminate them all. Like I'm that comic book character come to life. And so there's a fine line where people are behind me and understand it. And there's ours that don't and never will. And I'm okay well, there's that. those that are conditioned because of our grandparents and genocide in World War II and you being, uh, you know, one of the chosen people as well. So it's like a double standard where they want to come at it. How dare you because of this? Do you think there wasn't multiple centuries of genocides before fucking what happened to the Jews in Germany and in Russia? Of course there was. But that also goes, are they... For all the people Mao, uh, Chairman Mao wiped out, are they fucking going ape shit over that because of your name? No, it's because it, it, that word plucks the string of their operant conditioning since they were in second grade that uh, that our system taught to them. You know, like, but now also, you have to come out with a whole brilliant reason to like thwart the conversation. But the real id is that these people are small minded and broken and want to just have reactionary moments where they can do aha gotcha instead of accepting yeah. things for what I they still are. don't have time for any of that. Her, her right. born name, her born, excuse me, born name. is Jenna J E N N A. The gimmick is J E N N A C I D. Mm -hmm. Really not much to think about, but, but going back to the fucking, uh, but again, a character, a character. Yeah, uh, but I got I put the, let me put this up again, so I'll throw it right back to you. Because then I I put over that we have this Darby Allen, uh, you know, accusations, very Me Too speaking out movement, abusive, what have you, and even text message between his current wife and this ex girlfriend getting stooged off, very, which is very petty and basic, which should not be happening in the like why he, he would allow his wife to start putting text and shit back to her instead of 
you're going to kill my career. Everybody, this all stops right now. All you chicks stop this bullshit, you know, and putting the brakes on where he could. They go back and forth. And now he's on TV last night in a tag match. Meanwhile, this kid was doing character and gets kicked off and starved out. But because he's with Sting and moreover and on TV, we're going to let it. Oh, because Jay Uso got his third D or Jimmy got his third DUI. He's tag champ this week because we need him for the rock thing that's happening. So because you're moreover on a fake push, these bigger accusations that could eventually wind up with AEW with more egg on their face instead of being like, we're going to take them off TV until this either cools off or we find out what's going on. If there's going to be their own investigation, I don't know all the details, but Dude, like, yeah, I would the put them on TV right now. Cause it, no. that last, long. that last night. And even though it has nothing to do with Max Caster, the choice to keep him on TV was very wrong <laughs> and very hypocritical and very wrestling carny as fuck, to be honest with you. Uh, you're more over. You're not. You didn't really do anything wrong. You may have, but we need you for ratings. So you stay. You, you're, we're going to play heat game on you. You're fucking done. See you in two months, kid. Maybe you'll learn the lesson then. What? What? Go ahead, man. So I would hate to be the person that has to make the call on something like this. Because it, it it is such a delicate situation. That's why you have HR department. Someone needs to make that decision. They they have HR, and those are the people who are making these decisions. What happens if it was Jacksonville Jaguars in the exact same type fucking situation? And Sorry. and like you said, it, you're right. It, it you're blurs right. it blurs the lines as far as legal definitions and stuff sure. like that. Um, so it would be really hard to be the person making that call and go. Do I just say sideline him right away just to be on the safe side of the world? Or do I give him the chance to respond and look into it? Um, I think this is a, a huge problem in our culture right now. You and I have debates all the time. Uh, I know you are a, a big proponent of fighting against a lot of the SJW stuff. Some of it I support, um, others I, I don't. But I think I could probably, you and I might agree a bit on this one. Um, I think the culture of something coming out and once that thing comes out, we immediately write off this person. I think that needs to go away and stop forever. Yeah. I'm not making a judgment on him at all right now. Right. I'm making the judgment on look at these two situations, yeah, I know where you're these, going. you know, so, yeah. and, and the response is unbelievable. And same with Usos. It's, it's, it's crazy. And here's what else they're doing. They're making their audience mea culpa because the uh, did the audience turn on on Darby Allen last night? Mm-hmm. And maybe none of this is true or maybe what have you, and it's not our business that much anyway, in my opinion. Right. But now the crowd knows that, and they're having the opposite Pavlovian response from their cancel culture, which if you stepped out of line this much, fuck you, you're done. Joey Ryan, you're done, you're done. And like all these guys, right? Mm-hmm. But now when it, it's their beloved AEW baby face and it comes out about them, but they still have to do the cheer. They did the same thing for Uso. You know, it, it's like now you're, you've burned your crowd that claim, came, claims to be woke because they want to support your product, but you put them in a position by keeping it out there to make them all hypocrites now. Now they all have to sit there with a slightly bad taste in their mouth while he does a coffin drop. Not a good look, bro. 
the court of public opinion needs to take a few pages out of the actual court of justice yeah um where we hear something come out and we have faith in the person that's accusing we say hey we'll give them the benefit of the doubt but we're also going to look into this we're going to investigate it we're going to look over all of the facts before we make a determination whether or not to write this person off or not or to punish them unfortunately in the last few years we've seen that step not taken regardless of whether a person's guilty or not like to, there's a lot of shit bags that I've went on here and called out, um, but you know it still gets me hot to this day about Enzo Amore. You know he lost his job, he lost his entire career over something. He did something stupid, but he did nothing illegal. Um, the person made up some allegations. I'm not insinuating that this young lady involved with Darby did it all. I'm taking her at her word that what she said is what happened. Sure. But I do want to see the reality of it come to play. I want to see what, you know. What really the corporate response would be, take them off TV and right. they do their own investigation. And once they have proof or data or whatever they need to substantiate, whatever claims are being against him are looked into and then decide what next steps are after they investigate. And yeah. you don't know in today's culture, like what's real, what's fake and how to sort through it all. There's just a lot of misinformation and you know, these claims are serious. So with my HR mind, that's what I would do. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, with a meanwhile, another kid does some rap lyrics and he's off TV for two months and not getting paid. He's a fucking rapper. I can't understand like real rap songs on the radio and God knows what's in those that people are saying yeah, no. too. I don't think well, let's be honest. Well, oh yeah. Well, no, the ultimate, that one's okay. the ultimate irony, I mean, that ties all of this together, all three of these stories is it turned out that the Duke lacrosse thing was false accusations and all of those men were acquitted. Um, and people are hot. Yeah. But like, no, how, I didn't know. why is it didn't happen? Yeah. They want, and like he said, the rape thing that, so what it wasn't rape. Lived in a world I'm not allowed to reference the fucking world in a smart and witty way while I'm a heel. You wait until I see what I do about World Trade Center 7 and $2.3 trillion missing and fucking weapons of mass destruction lies, bro. They're getting every barrel on fucking the 18th in Buffalo. And they'll probably get it again in Syracuse and Binghamton at 2CW because it's the jagged little pill that they don't want to swallow. And I'm here to serve it up to everybody because all that complacency brought us to where we are in 2021. It allowed everything else to happen. To our generations and they're gonna take it again and then hacks all come out and whack me with a fucking two by four and that's be all she wrote right so everyone will be happy about it but they're gonna hear it this kid's just doing topical witty shit eminem style and they fucking starve them out meanwhile they got a huge pr problem on their hands essentially but they made the other choice wow Carney as fuck on a, on all accounts man how about we do this how about we book caster in a segment have a baby face, get over on him, pay the money to have Simone Biles in the front row. As Caster gets his ass kicked and sells outside of the ring, bop, there's a slap from Simone Biles. Happy ending. Bad things happen to bad people. He's a villain. The villain gets their fucking comeuppance. 100%, bro. That'd be great. Super easy. Or she even fucking wraps up the bronze medal and fucking dukes him once with that. Like, and he's, he's out cold pieces. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, that that's when I'm against the SJW bullshit cancel culture for everybody. You know what I mean? And eventually they eat their own. 
they get enough of the outside ones and then they'll go after what's who's in their own bubble. It's crazy. Um, somebody I hope is going to be back soon though. Uh, Serena Deeb getting closer to be cleared for her in-ring. Yeah. Promos. yeah, killing it. That Bret Hart in the wheelchair shit in her ring there. Um, probably the best promos I've ever seen from Serena. Uh, yes. and, and calling out the women's locker room, saying the truth in a wrestling way. She goes and talks to Malenko, Dustin, uh, you know, and uh, and Jerry Lynn or whoever, Arn, to see what she can do to get better, even though she's already been a coach at NXT and the, probably the best performer on the AEW roster. But then the other girls go back and check Twitter to see what everyone was saying about their match, and they wonder why they're not getting any better and they suck. It's and true, been, though. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Well, I mean – they won't be around. I love it. Her listening to her promos gave me legit like goosebumps on my mm. arm. Um, so like, and I just, I was so like, those were great. I loved it. Yeah. Like if she had a microphone, fucking drop that shit. Cause <laughs> and boom, walk off. Like nice. that's how strong I felt about that. But yeah, she would take anyone to school. And I love uh, her being the last promo. She said, like, if she could get a degree in wrestling, you know, she'd have a PhD, you know, then she would really be the DM, whatever. Of yeah, yeah. Wrestling. yeah. To get it over and get the business going. And that's a hundred percent true. You can tell in an improv scene, they would tell us when we got stuck, say a truth about yourself. And that doesn't have to be something from your past specifically, but if you believe that you have a PhD in wrestling and you look right in the camera and say it, I believe I do. I believe the guy sitting next to you does. And I believe you're well on your way past your master's degree at this point to, to, to be there. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that, my way through it all. <laughs> um, but you know that she's one of them too, because that's just what you can't take that away from us. We lived it. We own it. And when you see that truth come through, that's why the goosebumps stand up because it's not some phony wrestling bullshit. And it's calling out not one girl because there's probably about 12 of them that go back there and, oh my God, what do they say about me? I'm no longer enhancement talent. Yay. Um, she tried to fight through the pain, was forced to take time off and heal up. This came up after D was briefly out of action in March due to issues with her left knee. Uh, in an update, veteran uh, pro wrestler took to Twitter today, said she... Uh, is no longer needing her wheelchair or knee brace. So uh, good news there. And I'm sure she's working hard yoga wise as a yoga master that she is to make sure she's stretching and, and all that ligament stuff and all that heals up as quickly and as strong as possible. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's going to be back killing it sooner or later. I thought Camille Rickhouse uh, taking uh, the belt off was a good choice. I thought she's done pretty well. From last night, what I saw on AEW. It was a great promo package, you know. Yeah. Am I breaking up real yeah. quick? Okay. You're, you're getting a little, uh, little You're frozen. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, anyone that hasn't been watching, go to Serena Deeb's YouTube channel and check out her most recent promos. Uh, she speaks from the heart about what she does best, which is pro wrestling and how it should be presented. And I think everybody listening to the show has noticed a dynamic shift in the women's division of all elite wrestling since Deeb and Thunder Rosa had that match several months ago. And it's going yeah. to change for the better. So definitely check that They're out. They're amazing women. Also, I don't know if Amin has seen this or not, um, but last night, just last night, NWA released a piece on genocide that we produced here in Florida. I haven't. Preparing and getting ready for NWA 73 and empower um it's very promo heavy it's like a short documentary in the vein of um ufc uh, countdown 
Um, very, very good piece. I mean, I know you'll enjoy it. Um, and the listeners need to check it out because uh, we get we get to see who uh, who Jen said really is. Ding dong. How'd you enjoy that? Hello. I love it. So my lovely coach here and my twin brother does video videography and photography. So he came down for a day and followed me around and I answered like a list of questions for the NWA and um, take you through mm-hmm. kind of me getting off work and going to my different trainings and talking about NWA and kind of just my involvement there so far and uh, Mickey James and Empower. And I'm just so happy to be even be a part of it um, and be in the, the cup that they're having for women. So it's history and I get to be a part of it. So um, Absolutely. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. But um, the little video premiered on the after NWA Power last night. There is a podcast show on the YouTube channel and it's about like midway through where um, the my the bearded trio gave me Gary the doctor um, they all gave a little intro into the video package which is about five six minutes long so um, awesome it was, it, it was awesome I I love doing it Chris didn't he was like in the background but he was kind of helping me <laughs> through the day yeah talking isn't like my favorite thing to do about I'm myself producer, my yes my producer um, <laughs> I I just um, I don't know. I get really, even though I'm big and strong and kick ass, I get emotional about certain topics. So talk absolutely. I mean, that, but that's, that's not a bad thing. It's uh, emotion is what we need more than anything. And it's just crafting it like you are overprepared physically and cardio wise, strike wise, as much as you put into that, that that's the instrument that you got to tune and know that you have those notes. You just got to put them in the right place. Having emotion is the hardest thing to bring out of performers to then craft it. If you've already got it, it's just clay that needs to be molded into something even more strong. And once you have all of that, then you're full Jedi and nobody but can But the video is really my truth and what I feel about women's wrestling and Love kind it. of the kids that look up to me. So it's- We'll share that in the Hameen Media Discussion Group. We'll put it out, yeah. uh, absolutely. And congratulations on being featured as well as you should be for all of the hard work that you put in every single day. I didn't want to go to the gym the last two days. You, I saw one of your things, saw another one from somebody else working hard. Uh, what's the dude? I forget his name, man. I actually got to have him on. He was at OVW. He's married to um, uh, the other women. Uh, Katie Michaels? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> good one, though. Uh, she's, so many that were at OVW. She's part of the Samoan team. He does the thing at the Charlotte Hornets, the old man thing. Oh, yeah, Big Red. Big Red, dude. Of- Working his fucking ass off the last She's year. She's always training too. I love her. I always wanted to be a tag team with her. She's like one of my favorites. She, I ha- when I um had my match at NXT the day I met you, um, I came to the back after my match with Sonya Deville, and I was like, oh, I did awful. And Lady Tapa was right there with me to comfort me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 he's busting his ass too. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's a guy who can do a hundred characters. From some hip hop shit to some old man, to Dude, the old man gimmick is great. All of that shit and the dancing. AEW should have him as old as a character in the crowd. That's like a cheerleader for the fans and a little break in between matches or shows or something that he has a bit he can get over. Like there's plenty. Like even have him as like the fan interviewer to interview people, uh, you know, there or 
of yeah. as the voice of the fans, you know, like they're that guy. Yeah, gets, he's a great, he's a great character, and they're both such a power couple. Uh, really, yeah. they're they're great people. But both your your channel and, and his inspire me daily when I'm feeling like, oh, am I going to be lazy today or not? Uh, we got to get to the show though. To Real kick- quick, I mean, if, yeah, if, if you want to check out this piece on Jenna, go to NWA's YouTube channel. The most recent video is Power Post Show, dated 8 11 21. Um, this is featured about midway through. I believe you have some of it on your social media as well. Yes. Just about an hour ago is when I posted a little snippet of it on the old Instagram, Genocide Triple Zero. And in my story, all you have to do is a little swipey up guy, and it takes you right to my YouTube channel, just directly to the video. And as you'll see if you listen to Power Post Show, uh, the team, they're right now doing a team competition, and Jenna's team won last night. So what that means is each person on the winning team will receive a title shot. Oh, yeah. So you're, on, you're on Team Velvet and... Uh, I was on Team Pope and Velvet. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, Pope. So Camille's the champion. The winning team gets a title shot. So that means Jenna gets a shot at Camille. Well, Camille has to wrestle legit. Now that's some buxom blondes. I like that. Oh, yeah. That's nice. White chocolate. Insert these impressions now. I can't do it like you guys. I wish I could. It's been Master Shoot's been fun. Uh, The the animated Master Shoots are great. And actually, Mandir sent me there yesterday. He's working on. You put Genocide as a character in it with Vince, please. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can, I can I can get you in there sooner or later. I'll just oh my god, <laughs> I will cry. <laughs> Puts you in the background on the on the Titan Tron, but he's got legs now. Uh, so he like these little skinny legs with the old school sock garters on, and they like they prance around so Vince can move sock around. You can see around, so you so. Can dance. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. So All right, shout let's out. talk some wrestling. All right, you guys talk wrestling. I have to unfortunately I have to go back to work. Thank you. I need to go support my wrestling career. See you later. Yeah. No, keep working hard, dear. You're the best. All right. <laughs> Does this mean you have two podcasts now since AEW is going to be on Friday? What's going oh on? Oh, my God. <sighs> that, that was a realization I didn't even want to make until you said it right now. Sorry, my light bulb just went off. See you it later. It came to me last night. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, well, we, we, we are recruiting new talent, uh, producers, and hosts, so I, I don't see why not. I, I'll tell you right now, it won't be me. <laughs> it will not be. Maybe the CM Punk episode, maybe the first couple, but uh, after that, no, 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 no. If you get me a producer, I'll consider it. Oh, okay. I'm down. Uh, I know a lot of people want to work with you. Uh, backstage, uh, MJF uh, tells Chris Jericho he's already defeated Jericho twice, and uh, he has yet to win. That's got to be bothering Jericho. MJF says Jericho's gone through much over the past couple of weeks, but it's made for some great TV. He says Jericho's so close to a match against him, but he first has to deal with the most dangerous man in wrestling, Silvio and Wardlow. MJF says that Jericho does somehow get, if he does get through Wardlow, he's going to get through all of this just to find out that he's still better than Jericho. Wardlow says he's most definitely going to beat Jericho. MJF responds to him, like you beat Cody in the cage, get the job done tonight. So heat's on his own man. Wardlow looks unbelievable. Like the, like probably the most believable star body wise of a wrestler on their show. Uh, you know, who's not doing dives over the top rope at 320 pounds. Um, but we open the show, 
Um, we like, we have a lot of weeks, uh, with the executive vice presidents, uh, leading the show off in either a tag team or a shitty six this time, uh, it's, um, versus Brandon, or excuse me, Dante Martin and the side out brothers. And, uh, I like this until the last two minutes of this match. I was with it. This kid, Dante Martin, unbelievable athleticism and showcased properly on evading things and, and making things safe instead of taking chances and taking moves that were meaningless. Um, Nick Jackson, I, when Nick Jackson's on his game and he wants to perform, even when he mails it in, when he had the flu, he was kicking ass, but when he wants to be a scumbag or be in character and not really even have to say anything, I could watch him for five, six minutes, just fucking strut around and you want to punch him in the face. Matt Jackson's punches are excellent in the corner compared to everybody else on the show. Like everybody else looks like shit. Cause Matt's punches are so good. He should be teaching punch class there. Um, bucks are getting it. I'm really not sure why Omega's in this, uh, per se. And then those are all the nice things I can say. I'll kick it to you. And then I'm going to bury the fucking finish and what happened afterwards. Super hard. How about that little bird call that Nick Jackson's been doing the last few Oh, so good. Yeah, good. It's all good, bro. That's all you need. Okay, so, so this match is the modern uh, six-man PWG style craziness. Right. Um, I was digging it. It was high action, so much innovative shit. Like, you go back. I'm not going to say they did everything because they didn't. They did a lot of things but they also sold and they had structure and stuff. So it's not like six guys just performed every move that they knew. Uh, but we saw some really cool fucking gravity defined shit. Yeah. And they, they really, everyone shined, but they really gave Dante Martin an opportunity to shine big. Um, you know, they were making a kid, they were bringing a kid up to make him. And that's what I liked about this too. So, and they did it the right way. Yes, they they really did. did. And one critique I can give and for Dante, this will come with experience. Um, you look at a wrestler like Matt Seidel, right? Seidel can do all the all the stuff. He could do all the flips. He could do all the moves. He's, he was one of the greatest high flyers of our generation for sure. Um, however, Seidel, even went back when we met him, has always been technically and fundamentally sound. Yeah, as great of a Matt wrestler. To, I don't care if he's got in a wrist lock, whatever it is, man. It's going to be there, not waiting to get into the high-flying shit. Let's just get to it. Right. Everything matters. So that's what's lacking a lot, and I see this as a coach. I've seen it for the last several years, hundreds of times. That's what's lacking in a lot of the wrestlers that have been developing the last few years is they're ready for those big booms and the cool twists but everything that happens in between it, either they don't look confident in, it's a little choppy. There were a few moments last night where I noticed Dante was not comfortable until it was time to do the thing. And for him, it's going to come with time. And I think they've been putting him with the Seidel's on dark. Um, I think Matt is the perfect person right now to be teaching Dante how to round out his game. If, right. he, if he sticks with with Matt and, and Mike Seidel and puts on some weight, I, I think that guy could could be something real special. I mean, that's, uh, they're raising him up and he's getting there and he, and he will get it. Uh, and you know, if you start at a place of perfect polish, where can you go? I mean, you can always go higher, but uh, it'll be interesting to see the progression of him as a young man into where he can already do and where he can go. Absolutely. 
uh, come back around though. And this is him being starstruck and working with those guys and just saying yes to whatever. Omega grabs him, puts him in the fucking vertebraker cross fucking leg, gives him a fucking Michinoku driver onto his goddamn knee. Most brilliant, devastating move there could possibly be. Nothing after this is going to come close to that kick out on, on two kids back up. Goes to hook him for uh, back suplex and shit. Drills him. He's back up again. Hits him with the knee and fucking picks or picks him up to hit that. Then hits him with the knee and the kids back up after that. So now you just did two moves that both should be finishers after one that was the most impressive and the kids back up to less than five seconds afterwards. So you can then hit another overbooked V trigger knee into a fucking Falcon zero or one winged angel, whatever the fuck it is. That doesn't mean anything because the move five moves ago was the most impressive one. And this kid is the rookie who's getting over that should have knocked him out. He's not the fighting spirit. John Moxley who needs five, fucking finishes because he's on top as the champion and it takes that much to beat him so you just wasted five of your big moves and three of them were your finishes in order to do what show this that this kid's got heart nah him being in the match was what was more over and that first crazy fucking shoulder breaker gimmick he shouldn't even have broke out the v trigger and the fucking one-winged angel for this kid he should have showed that he's the master technician and the and Mr. Strong style because he can beat him with that. And next time, maybe, kid, I'll, I'll have mercy on you and hit you with the V-trigger and knock you out. But, dude, this finish was horrible after they did all that work. They shit all over it. Then, post-match, uh, out comes Christian to cut the promo. And, you know, Cal's, uh, I like he called Cal's a carny piece of shit. That popped me because it's true. And then, like, uh, you know, to to have Jungle Boy and or Jurassic Park come out after him, the Express, uh, and have his back. Okay, we know what we're setting up for. But they're doing the whoa, whoa, whoa fucking song. And Omega goes, cut the music, cut the music. Were you guys going, oh, oh, or no, no, no. Like, no, we can't have the match. Hit the music, dude. Just like so it dude, it, it 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 just stopped the flow. It made Omega look like I have to have the last word, but I don't really know what I'm gonna say. And I can get him to stop the music. And this does nothing to add. It, we passed the edit. We were at the high point, and he went, No, I, I gotta get my line in in the improv scene because I gotta dude. And when you do that. You just feel everybody sinking down in their fucking chair. Going, Ugh. They they worked so hard in this match, and then the the last minute into the finish and the post match shit promo wise was Christian got over. They did the same thing that they did in the match. Had him lost him with way overbooked shit. Christian had him. They had the high point with the babies up, and the heels could just react. Heels don't get the mic and get last word in. They just need to know that they got over on them and the and the fucking babies can escape and the heels get to react pissed off. Dude, and these are the top guys. I got to be honest with you. Kenny Omega, yeah, can do great things and go longer than I can in the ring. But still, this is where these guys went from indies to still not getting it and reinforcing bad behaviors that they think that they don't know how to end a scene at the right way or end at the high point or 
let somebody leave over or leave with their heat. It really brought down the end of the, the, the first segment of the show. Um, I, I agree with some parts of that. I, I think Kenny knows what he should be doing, uh, but sometimes might opt for having fun. That like what he did at the end that you're describing was a house show spot. If I'm on a spot show or AKA house show and I'm playing a heel and I got to pull some time and I'm trying to have some fun, I might do the thing where everybody's calling me a name. Like let's say they're saying suckio, right? And yeah. I go out and I grab the mic and I say, if you guys say that one more time, I'm getting in my car and I'm out of here. Of course they do it even louder. I'll walk up like I'm going to leave, come back, blah, blah, blah. It's a house show spot. You don't do that on TV. You do that, right. you know, in front of a live audience, have some interaction. So Kenny did a house show spot on TV. If that wasn't on TV, we wouldn't have said boo. But it wasn't even a good house show spot. It got it was, no reaction. It was, it was funny, but. Oh, it was, yeah. it was self, it was egregious and self-serving, bro. If I was an improv coach and somebody and one of my kids in the scene did that when they knew, oh, but wait, I've got one more thing to add on there. Uh, now you're in your head and we're not in the moment anymore, dude. Yeah, it, it didn't need to be there. Um, I agree with you on the V-Trigger stuff. It's Japanese inspired. Um, if he does it, it's got to be with the top guy. Like you said, Moxley, that's exactly who I was thinking. Um, but no, for for underneath guys or middle of the card guys, one V trigger finish and let's go. We don't need all that. What interested me more about all of this, I mean, is Hangman gets pulled from the build to Kenny, right? And everyone's been speculating why. Is it going to be Punk? Is it going to be Brian? It's possible it could be Christian, but no one's quite sure. So last night they announced it is in fact Christian. And then during this uh, interaction they all had together, Christian announced that they're actually going to wrestle this Friday, tomorrow, um, for the TNA championship on Rampage. Mm. So we're going to see Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the TNA title a couple weeks before the pay-per-view match for the AEW world title. So why are we getting that match away that we want to sell on pay-per-view? Right. So I don't know. Is, right. is it a conspiracy? Are they going to do an okie doke with Christian and have him switched out? Or are they doing this to have him beat Kenny and become TNA champion? So at the pay-per-view, the audience is more likely to believe that he will beat Kenny for the AEW championship. Mm. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think Christian is going to do business and go under and they'll beat him in a heel way both times. Really? It's just, yeah. It's just filler to, to get to, um, Punk and Brian. I mean, beats him Friday. Why are we going to buy the pay per view to see him wrestle him? It might be a non finish, you know, uh, on Friday. It would be my guess some type of heel out, jump move, and maybe everybody banned from ringside, something along those lines, you know. Scott Demore was present on commentary last night for the first time. Yep. And he is, you know, one of the VPs at, at Impact. Um, Christian was a former NWA champion at, at TNA Impact years ago and a big star there. Um, I'm speculating that they're going to do some business with Christian there. I say Christian beats Kenny Friday night in Pittsburgh for the TNA championship. And um, he's going to go back and forth to Impact for a little while. Oh, he's going to beat him for the Impact title. Sorry, yeah. I, I, mis I misunderstood. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. it's not the Impact. I, it's the TNA championship. Right. I, I could see that. That's not – I mean, but here's the thing. Then people are going to be bitching because, dude, Impact's numbers are 
unfortunately abysmal 116,000. And, uh, you know, is Christian winning that going to do anything? And when it doesn't raise the number at all, like I'm going to feel bad for him. I hope it will. Me too. Uh, Miro announces he's going to have a match against Fuego del Sol on Rampage. Sol wins. He'll receive an AEW contract. Uh, I don't know. Does God not, not like Miro on Fridays? We'll find out. We'll find out if God has given up on Miro and he likes the sun better. We've uh, yeah. seen him get his ass whipped on TV so many times. Well, at least he's on TV. Uh, Daniel Garcia with 2.0 versus Darby Allen with Sting. Uh, I apologize because I was uh, dealing with one of my local clients in uh, a post at this time, so I didn't get to watch this match fully, even though it was on uh, the AEW self-help group. Back and forth action, both uh, trying for pins, arm locks, the whole nine back and forth. Garcia with a hammer lock drop cover two. Garcia with a chop to the back. I did see that. I went, ooh, uh, but just uh, which just annoys Allen. He slaps Garcia in the face, eats an uppercut. Garcia tries for a suplex. Nope. Allen with springboard coffin drop right into a rear naked choke. Allen scrambles out of that and hits the over-the-top stunner. Allen heads to the top rope, coffin drop, lands cover, and that's it. Darby Allen over uh, Garcia, which th- that's Pepper Parks', is, uh, right? Is, is he a Pepper Parks guy? I think so from ESW in Buffalo. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure either. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think he is. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not sure. But I've watched this one, and uh, it was a good little TV match between two same-size dudes. Um, Darby is incredibly technically sound. Um, Garcia looks to be technically sound as well. He's a few steps behind Darby, I believe, in uh, knowledge of overall wrestling technique. But they work well together, and I, I think he's got something to him. If he keeps progressing and applying himself, I can see him. Um, doing some good stuff, but it was it was what you would think, uh, kind of like that match he had with Wheeler Yuta a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, except for I think Wheeler is a bit more of a dynamic. Well, he is a more of a dynamic performer than Garcia is, so that match was uh, more exciting. But um, Garcia did well; he did his job. He put Darby over. Darby won with the coffin drop. What was cool about this was the post match, um, where uh, the former Ever Rise now called yeah. 2.0. Um, try to get involved, and we see Sting whooping that ass. Yeah. Darby runs down the ramp, spears one of them out of nowhere, starts throwing some hands. So, mm-hmm. a little cool thing involving the Stinger, a nice little brawl following the match. Yeah, good for those guys getting a moment to say, dude, I got to do one thing with Sting. That always makes me happy for guys like that. Sure. Um, I like this backstage, backstage death triangles finally together. Groups talks about Andrade. Everybody wants a piece of Andrade first. The Penta does. Pac tells him not to worry about Andrade. He's got him. He wants him to focus on the tag titles because they're the best, deserve gold, which is true. I mean, who the fuck can do what Pentagon and Phoenix can do? Um, and uh, But what popped me is, I, and I was impressed with Pac, like, in the scene and then breaking the fourth wall coming through the camera. But he says something to cut off the translator. Like Pac knew everything already he said in Spanish. And Pac says something in Spanish. I can't remember what he's siempre or something like that. Uh, but all I can think of is now all I want is a guy from where is he from? Wales? No, he's from Newcastle, England. New, Newcastle. Newca- all I want is I, I call them Scottish guys, all of them. 
Uh, all I want is a Scottish guy, a Newcastle guy, uh, speaking Spanish with a fucking foreign accent. Instead of judging him for that, then we get to decipher the Spanish. It popped me. And then he did a good job coming through the camera, being very serious. And, you know, it's believable these guys could come out with the gold on one night. However, what's not so great, we just had Jurassic Express get the aha moment in on the Bucks talking about we're coming for the tag titles. Now we got these guys gunning for it. Sure, we want to build a tag division, but in our minds, that shit's already set. Now it shifted my focus to go, well, Jurassic Express ain't winning them, and now the match will be these guys versus them. So even having this sag on here kind of hurt the business in the opener. Um, that That's my only criticism. But I thought the performances were good in this. I liked it. I don't think anyone necessarily is of the belief that Jurassic is going to win the title match. Um, I thought that was funny, too, with, with Pat cutting off uh, Abrahamas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I like what you were saying about him speaking Spanish. What <laughs> I would like even more is if they took a very straight-laced American with the most neutral accent, maybe like a fucking, um, I don't know, just a Midwest, normal, no-edge-to-it accent. Yeah. After Pac speaks for them to say, well, Pac says... <laughs> he's got an english translator even after that yeah, yeah. american translator <laughs> excellent um we go into chuck taylor orange cassidy wheeler Utah with chris statlander uh versus private party and matt hardy with uh hfo the the matt hardy comes in and uh does the delete stuff uh, cassidy puts hardy uh his hand in his pocket so we get a little comedy right out of the gate between Hardy and that. And I actually like the line here from Shivani goes, well, that's apropos because he's always got his hand in everybody's pocket taking money. And we talked about this dude, Rebby Hardy, just a month after having their last baby, possibly pregnant again with number five, bro. Matt, not letting, not letting Rebby have any time off, bro. They're going to have, they're going to have uh, five kids under the age of seven, eight years old, all under one roof. <laughs> cardio man uh but matt's out there earning the paycheck dude he was working hard here in the beginning before he gets the tag out which i'm sure he was happy to have um uh, he does lazy taunts on hardy does uh orange cassidy flops down cover two count uh private party turns it up for double team move cassidy avoids tags you to hit some light kicks on cassidy you to assisted elbow dive on cassidy uh, more crazy offense. Still, Jack Evans puts Cassidy down. Uh, Chuck Taylor tries to fight off all three opponents. And then Taylor with a big flip to the outside on Blade and Angelico. It's kind of tough to focus at this point. Everybody's trying to get their little shit in here. And the, the production was kind of scrambling to tell everybody's little bit of their story here. So, um, but in the end, it's Evans with a distraction. Hardy throws Cassidy, uh, Cassidy into Cassidy. Yeah, the other one. Uh, both on the floor, and then Hardy hits the twist of fate on Yuta, covers one, two, three. So Yuta doing the work, Hardy up. Um, I don't know if I like Hardy up, though, man. Like, he's there to shine, guys. Yeah, he's the biggest star and going to get the pop, but shouldn't he kind of clear the way? And, it, well, I think it was a baby face, so he's a heel here, I guess. You know what I mean? He should clear the way in a heel way. So the other heels can heal out and win with a double team thing. I think giving Matt the win just goes, well, the ex WWE guy is better than all the fucking young athletic guys, you know? 
I like Harvey being up here. Okay. I don't hate it. I just think I just like when I got a legend with other guys, it's about them. You're all clear, kid. Han Solo and fucking, you know, the rookie takes the shot and makes it. That's all. You could have done it a little different, like maybe private party hit their gin and juice, and then the guy feeds up and Hardy hits the thing. Yeah, or yeah. Hardy calls for the tag to hit his move, but I was cool with it. I really did like the Orange Cassidy Matt Hardy opening. Me too. You know, I'm, I'm very critical about too much humor during a serious wrestling match, but because this wasn't that serious and didn't get serious yet, I thought it worked really well. Uh, this was a match that exceeded my expectations. When I saw it booked, I go, oh, another trios match. Yeah, that's that was what I was thinking too. I go, another shitty six. And we just had, even though it was singles, you got 2.0 at ringside. So it feels mm-hmm. like a six, man. Just man, too many exceeded people my expectations. Yeah. I thought they did a good job with it and I was entertained. Yep. It was it was a good match for where it needed to be on the card. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh so it was 2.0. Um Backstage, Dasha talks with Andrade about Pac's challenge. Andrade says Pac's very ungrateful. Chavo echoes those statements. Andrade tells Pac to be careful what he wishes for. Chavo's offers up the idea of facing Pac at all out. Looks like it's a match, you guys. Uh, That's going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But will there be any real heat going into it? Absolutely What's, not. Yeah. What's funny about the whole thing is that he keeps fighting with Pac because the Lucha Brothers work for Pac. And the Lucha Brothers just said many times they don't work for Pac. They're a team. Yeah, Andrade has insisted that they work for Pac. It's a fucking group. Like, there's never been a mention of Pac being the boss or the work. Well, is this, is this where Death Triangle breaks up because Penta and Phoenix make more sense with Andrade? I hope so. So, well, Penta and Phoenix heal on Pac here and fucking help Andrade go over. That's how I'd book. Uh, in this seg, uh, because Death Triangle isn't doing anything, you know, like whatever. You don't uh, need it. Pac no. could be his own single star. Yeah. yeah. Uh, video package featuring Santana Ortiz, FDR. Ortiz says FDR has the stones uh, to get him in, get in the ring with them again. They should do it. Santana says they're coming for blood over and over. FDR better show up because they aren't going anywhere. Well, I'd say if my arm was sewn back on and uh, things look like they're healing, then maybe. I might uh, accept that. Anything short of that, I'm probably going to take another two weeks till the scar tissue builds up and my arm doesn't open up in the middle. Didn't they say something too, like the way they were taught as you finished the match? Didn't they say something? Yeah, like I guess, unless your biceps hanging, the meat's hanging. <laughs> there are exceptions to that. There are exceptions. Uh, Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero versus Stratlander and Orange Cassidy. Uh, Stratlander's still on the cell from the attack of Nyla Rose earlier when they were out there with best friends. Stratlander gets in the ring, gets immediately run over. Statlander, Statlander with a couple kicks, but Rose lands a pounce on her opponent. Statlander tries for a couple punches, ends up taking a release German suplex. Uh, Rose charges low bridge. Statlander pulls Rose off the apron, hits a moonsault on her opponent. Casting Guerrero meet face-to-face. Vicky just screams at him and cowers. Rose with a choke slam on the apron, cover two. Two and then Rose drapes Statlander on the top rope. Nyla heads to the top rope. Statlander walks a- away on her hands. Rose jumps down and spears her, but then Chris up on the top rope. Statlander slips up and lands a power bomb. 450 splash off the top rope cover, and Statlander gets a win. Not the cleanest uh, exchange. You know, so- th- this to me is just backstage 
you do this, I do this, you do this, I do this. And what's walked through it a thousand times. And it just feels so indie to me, you know, they, they executed well uh, because of the short time they had. And I guess they wanted to get all of that into that short time. They just didn't plan for the time to show the emotion and build to these spots. That's why I came across that way to you came across to me the same way. They executed most things fine. Like they did the stuff good, you know, yeah, they took each other's sure, moves. But if you hear the crowd, I was watching with, with Jenna and they did an opening spot. And uh, when they finished the spot, it was quiet. And I look at Jenna and I go, can you tell me why that didn't get any reaction? And she's like, why? I said, because they didn't milk the tackle. They did this long exchange mm-hmm. to where there was a tackle double mm-hmm. no-sell and then it led to like a duck my kick, I duck your kick, pop, 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 something. And the crowd didn't come up with it because we never got that emotion of bang. Right. Oh, bang. Oh, something's going to happen. Bang. Oh, something's really going to happen. Then yeah. we hit our spot and go. Um, I don't know if you caught this. I, Jenna asked me um, when they came out for the entrance, the best friends, she's like, why are they all holding themselves? They all walked out kind of grabbing at their wrists, at their ribs. And I go, I don't know, maybe they all got diarrhea in a pre-tape. Um, <laughs> it maybe was, I missed something. Did you see what happened to all of them? Did they it, was, it was core day at DDP yoga. They all done a, a lot of core work and they were all hurting. That's my excuse because I did it the other day and I'm still hurting. But there had to be a reason as to why all of them came out holding themselves. What, what happened? Did everybody get fucked over in the best friends thing to some degree or the other? I didn't see it if it did. Uh, I'm not sure on that one either, but it's probably on being the elite. Maybe Matt will fucking tell us. Um, but oh, one more thing on this one. I don't know. I don't know if you side with me on it. I can't do the best friends without Trent. Um, I feel like I know he's hurt, but I, I feel like we need to have him out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, or the fact that you know, a tiny little pre-tape before they walk up the ramp where Trent's telling them something on FaceTime of you guys got to go out there and give it your all. This one's for Sue. And then, Hey, say hi, Sue. Hi, you guys. And fucking no, I got, and she's making cookies or whatever. And be like, we got cookies when you're done. And up they fucking go. We you know need them. It's not the same. Will yeah. Hugh is, is a great young talent, but he's no substitute for Trent. The chemistry no. that Trent has with Chuck in his presence. Um, also, what does this finish say about Nyla? When I saw her tap to Britt in that match a few weeks ago, I said to myself, man, Nyla's done. Not that she shouldn't put Britt over, which she should, but her tapping out to Britt is a big deal. Now she loses to Stat in five minutes. Statland, see, this match, I mean, I agree with what you said about the, you know, them not building emotion and what I think about the indie style. I wouldn't have booked this at all like that. Even though Statlander's been working her ass off, and I don't want to go into the trans thing here where some people think it's a man fighting a woman or what have you, but just size of a woman like Rose uh, herself should have taken 90% of this match until she's going to the top rope to do the, ah, and Statlander fucking goes over and hits the rope, crotches her, comes over, does boop on the fucking nose and gets her in a death Valley driver and uses her own size against her to dump her one, two kick out fucking she comes up again quick dip on something and then she can hit the 450 to go but 
the back and forth between these two is why there was zero emotion. She should have given Nyla Rose 90% of it, hit three moves in the end that were gravity-based, Nyla's size working against Mm -hmm. her and her being smart enough when to do them, and over she goes and celebrates with her friends, bro. Like, this 50-50 shit isn't working, and it's not going to. And for once, I'd even underbook you. Um, Based on what you said, I think it could have been that Death Valley driver. She goes right up. 450, one, two, three, we're done. Yeah. We need to kick out. You know? Yeah, no what kick out. Say about Nyla. Yeah, yeah. Where is she going? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, and maybe there's politics because of, you know, people being hurt and unsafe. Who knows? Backstage, uh, we get uh, the Bucks with Brandon Cutler uh, shooting hoops uh, until uh, Jurassic Park comes in and takes the basketball and shoots more hoops. Uh, I didn't like this. It was ridiculous. It was, it was like these guys like basketball. We get it. We know, but basketball season's over with. NBA finals are done. March Madness is done. Basketball scenes are not uh, apropos right now. So uh, it, it was, we could have thought of 30 better things than this. Who stole that scene? Um, a Cutler, probably when he tried to come up and it was get all hit. ball, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was all ball. <laughs> uh, Video of Red Velvet uh, talking about her match against Britt Baker says she can upset starting at Baker starting a new era. You know, it, it was all right. It's, this is amateur hour at Nightmare Factory of promo class, and you know they needed it, and she's getting time, so that's fine. But uh, after the "I'm not enhancement talent" speech from last week, I, my respect levels next to none. Uh, you know, of like not respect level. I just like. You know, I, I we're dealing with a second grader here, and, and uh, you know we're in college. Um, and then we get Britt Baker in the ring in her hometown Pittsburgh. Gear looks phenomenal. Uh, Steelers colors. They got the rally towels going. Um, she is over as a babyface. This was the official coming out babyface promo. You can't go back and heal after this. She's been as a heel getting over because of the relationship with Shivani, the fun relationship back and forth with Reba and, uh, you know, busting her ass, showing that she's willing to get color for the AEW fans and the hardcore shit. And even shitting on the uh, wins and losses matter. No, they don't. Uh, uh, Charisma matters. Star power matters. Draw matters. Having a doctor as your champ matters. And uh, also holding down a full-time career and uh, even – her brother just became a surgeon. These are this is a family who raised some people with work ethic here, and that's and under- taking the time to get better at wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, without saying I'm a babyface, the crowd behind her, there's no denying it. Tonight was a great turn of the page, and I think she nailed it while still kind of trying to be bitchy and be hard ass Pittsburgh. Uh, she was able to rem- have heel tendencies while getting over as a big baby face. Uh, a great moment for her. Holds up the belt at the end and says, this is hope to reference championships for the Steelers or the Pirates or the Phillies or the Penguins. But you know what? I think that was a mistake. You're like, you know what? Those other guys, they can live up to the Britt ba- Baker standard DMD now because I'm the biggest champ in Pittsburgh and like hold it up there as opposed to making wrestling look phony. And here's one title and here's hope that we can win real titles and real sports. Nah, they fucked up. You're from Pittsburgh. You're the one you're the crown jewel right now. You know what I mean? Interesting viewpoint. 
it did a good baby face thing to pop them and give them hope because wrestling's phony, but she could have even taken it higher and they would have been back behind her. It would have been kind of a heel thing to do, but she was still over as a baby face. I think, I think they missed the highest at it and it still wasn't bad by any means. This was the best segment on the show. It was great. That, that ovation she got was one of the best I've seen in, in AW. I think that one of the commentators said it was the best they've ever had. I don't know. I've watched all the programming. It's genuine. But it's it was genuine. Right. It was genuine. It was heartfelt. And you could even see as she walked to the ring, she had a little smile to her face. That's whoever Britt is in real life. We saw her come out for a few moments on, on camera. So. You got all your people there. You know it's a baby face thing. It's humbling, but you still have to stay in character that's real emotion. That's what we want to connect with as human beings where all it takes is a look. Did she say anything? All it took was a look and we connected, bro. There's nothing higher than we can ask to achieve than that. That jacket was incredible. Looks Uh, great. The only unfortunate part of this is on Friday, red velvet now has to face her in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, you know what I like about this gear? gear, Gear is excellent, but I love that. I can't remember what it is. The the snakes, the the intertwined snakes there. That's uh, you know, for medical and how she's incorporated that into her gear, man. Like, just Smart really, yourself. really getting it. Really getting it. Smart as hell. Yep. How hard is it going to be? I'm I'm sure you've been in front of hostile crowds. How hard is it going to be for Velvet? He's never been in that scenario on Friday. She just has to to go along and listen. It's not. It's not the right opponent. It's not believable. It's it's filler and it's get over. Um, it's also the main event, so they're going to have to pull some time. Yeah. Uh, I don't envy Velvet in this situation. No, me neither, man. And that's that's Booker's not protecting her either, to be honest with you. Uh, Why couldn't we do the goddamn Nyla match there? Yeah. Before she taps Nyla out. Yeah. She would have went fucking crazy. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. Uh, we get good brothers with Brandon Cutler versus Stu Grayson with Evil Uno and Cole Cabana. Um, big flips from Grayson. Uh, we got this is for the uh impact tag titles with the good Briz Cliz versus uh uh Uno and Dos here. Um, oh, there's a bunch of shit here in the end. It's good brothers up, but uh, they they got some good heat on um. On both Gallows and on uh, Carl Anderson, chucking them into the steps and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, going two on one on, on Anderson until Luke comes back. And I got to say, aside from me, uh, the only other person who stole his moves uh, were uh, was Luke Gallows. We both do the cane throat thrust or the Haku shit a lot. I like the way Gallows does it. I actually, yeah, I started doing it too, and and it works for me, man. And I like the way he does his shit, so I always got a keen eye on him. Um, but this wasn't a Carney too elite, too sweet me Brizcliz match, man. This was some hard hitting shit for the for the Impact titles. Uh, Uno hits a flatliner on Anderson. They took the finish off Anderson, and Gales throws in the title belt, sweeps out Grayson's legs, and then they hit the gun stun on on Uno. And uh, Magic Killer and Grayson pin the champion retains. I popped huge uh, while we were on twitch.tv slash Hami Media last night. Somebody goes, Shark Boy looks like shit. (laughs) 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 Made me laugh. But I I know, uh, you know, Uno's playing his, he's working his ass off uh, to get in better and better shape. And he is. But that that fucking made me laugh, 
This, uh, this was pretty good, man. They, they really let the Dark Order guys shine. Um, Anderson's yeah. a world-class wrestler. And fucking Gallows has been surprising me over the last year. He's stepping his shit up, man. Fucking everything he does looks like a big and nasty. Yeah. Um, and we've seen, we've seen him since he was fastest and, yeah. and fought with Gordy's kid, you know. And he will admit to you he was not very good. Um, what uh, my favorite part of this was when we had Cutler pulling Uno off of the ring. And Colt Cabana, being the genius that he is, runs from the other side of the ring to deck Cutler, but Colt runs with his arm up to make it even more visual. Hits yeah. Cutler in the face. Cutler takes a big wacky bump. Cabana sells his hand because he hit yep. him in the face guard. Then Cutler's spraying as he tries to retreat, and Cabana's yeah. after him. I watch that and I go, I want a traditional Colt Cabana match now with Brandon Cutler. Oh, I yeah. I see Cutler in the ring now. I'm ready. Cabana will get a perfect comedy performance out right. of him. There's nobody better in wrestling. It does And I cut a big promo today with Stevie. It'll air, uh, you know, tomorrow on the Friday locker room. The money, because everyone else has asked me, what do you think? Is, is Cabana gone when Punk shows up? I go, bro, that is the money. That is the legendary thing that could make punk's career not that he's not made already but using all of that backstory best for, even if they reconciled behind the scenes and played it as enemies and didn't tell the marks and dude i've said this before cole cabana is the reason why all of us make money on pro wrestling tees why wrestling podcasting is even a thing he started both of those and got them over so every wrestler owes cole cabana a fucking thank you for making any money you've made off of any of this shit that way, merch wise with no overhead. It's uh, always been, I'll always say that shit. Um, but whatever happened between them and their friendship with the lawsuit and the quarter million dollars owed and where it is now, Stevie came out with this one. What if punk comes out and sits down and does, and this is the improv Mark and me, my nerd, where I believe everything's a pattern. You can bring everything back together. No matter how long it goes out in the universe, it will come back around if you know when to catch it and fucking put it down the right way. Uh, if he sits down, cuts the pipe bomb, and looks at the camera, breaks the fourth wall, and goes, bye, Colt Cabana, like instead of high Colt Cabana from the first pipe bomb when he fucking broke shit that way, dude, place would go nuts. You can do all the stuff you want to with – Daniel Bryan and him, him with uh, Omega, uh, Moxley, whatever, in the foreground. And in the background, Colt is still marginalized and getting more and more angry until we have that boil over. Dude, when will we ever get a story of friendship gone wrong, best friends, real money that fucks up everything, an entire WWE backstory, and it can all play out here and take Colt Cabana from – the comedy wrestler entertainer to something super real on the highest level that he, his, his bit can get him there. Eugene got there with guys. I'm not saying Colt can't, but he hasn't, you know what I mean? He hasn't had those opportunities. That would be one of the greatest wrestling storylines of all time. Instead of the fans like, well, here comes punk. There goes Colt. No, that's the fucking biggest storyline that AEW could do. They, I don't care who you put them with. You're not going to be able to take anything more real than that and blur the lines between those two to get that over. Don't do it out of the gate. Do all the mark shit and leave the breadcrumb trail four or five big feuds in to that one. And maybe he's maybe Colt's the one 
that runs off punk at the end of his two-year contract and beats him incredible bro like when stevie said that by cole cabana jizzer make it half short twice strong that would close when was the pipe bomb 2009 14 seven year loop with one line and just saying by colt cabana what is encompassed in that is shakespearean level fucking drama and tragedy in one line without referencing any of it bro i hope they do it and i hope some wrestling bullshit politics doesn't play into it and they just go now nah, we're not doing that because that is where the fucking legendary shit is right there bro. and the number of tickets and pay-per-view buys that would sell any true diehard wrestling fan so you get the aw million right and then you get the 1.7 million of wwe and then there's a good probably two to three million uh fall wrestling off, fans laugh, laugh, that answer. come back and forth those guys are buying that match bro. yeah it's like mike tyson coming back for a fight but i don't watch boxing anymore but if tyson's fighting i'm gonna watch and both of them are smart enough to repair it behind the scenes to do that big a box office business. And I hope they do and no, tell no one and they work us all and really take us on that ride. And if they, if they, if they just cut Colt and when punk comes back, dude, that'll be, that will show, I'll have no faith in any organization. I hope they put out an announcement two weeks after punk gets there that Colt Cabana's come to terms with his release. But it's all fucking. Work. It's all a work, and he comes back in to get heat. Uh, good. Now we got the Camille NWA promo. Probably the best work I've seen for her. Obviously, eye candy wise, she's an eleven. You know, on a scale one to ten. Uh, but uh, she's doing big things and not afraid uh, to take on the shooter Layla Hirsch. This is a very shoot promo. Very. Rest, oh, wrestling about wrestling not i'm that bitch and i'm sex appeal and i'm this that or the other it was about come get it shorty you're not going to take me off my feet i'm too strong that's the only story that they have to tell now is is the whole story is layla hirsch trying to get a singular double leg on fucking camille and that's a great and easy story to tell and even if she so layla should get her off her feet but lose the match. So now she's made the heel eat her words that she can't get her off her feet, but it doesn't matter because I'm still champ, bitch, and, and Layla gets over by doing that. It, All the stakes are there. We just got to put the puzzle pieces together. And it stayed true to the NWA formula. This is a sport. We're presenting it as such. Yep. yep. It was. I, I thought she did a great job here. So women, to be honest with you, uh, Pac impressed me too, but women, best promos of the night. Mm -hmm. Rip Baker and, and her here. Uh, in the ring, uh, this was real bad. Uh, Tony is with QT Marshall and his son, Aaron Solo. Uh, he says it's been about three weeks. Hold for on. Who's, who, whose father is Aaron Solo? He said it is son, Aaron Solo. Uh, with Aaron Solo, he's been, uh, QT's son is Aaron Solo? Uh, hold on. QT, I don't know where I got son. Did I say that? I skipped a line here. Oh, instead There's he, a son involved, but it's not. There is a son. son. It's Tony Schiavone's son. Yeah, this is written backwards. Oh Can I just say it? I saw what happened. Yeah, yeah. He, so he comes out for his apology that he's been hyping for weeks to Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Only to reveal that he's not going to apologize, but Tony is in fact going to apologize to QT. And to make him apologize, he mentions Tony has a son named Chris who wants to be a pro wrestler. 
So he orders Nick Camarado to grab Chris Giovanni from the first rope, throw him into the ring. The bad guys hold him. QT works over his gut a little bit and makes Shivani apologize. Time out. <laughs> First of all, this kid, Chris, looks like me. He's a man with a full beard, so he's not a fucking kid. He looks like a 30-year-old man. Yeah, he's uh, age, I think. And he wants to just get in wrestling. So Camarado goes over and grabs him. He just gets up out of his chair and lets a man throw him into the ring. Super phony right out of the gate. Then he stands up. It gets double chicken wing by Aaron Solo and just stands there and takes it. I want to be a wrestler, dude. We're, this is Nightmare Factory. Pay your $4,500. Get on TV. And not even on Dark because your dad is Tony Schiavone. We're going to put you on Dynamite and expose the business to try and get you over. Then he hits him with one punch in the stomach, which he sells terribly. Doesn't look real whatsoever. And like is looking up on the cell like, what do I do? This was so business exposing bad and so brutal. Uh, Shivani's trying to save it, dude. Th this segment never should have fucking aired. And then Big Show, who's signed as a commentator and whatnot, is going to come down and get his shit in and choke slam. Uh, yeah, solo. QT's son, solo. Yeah, QT's son, Han Solo. Uh, and then White stares straight at QT. And we're going to build uh, something on Rampage. So now Big Show, well, is doing physicality and taking spots on the show. This kid, uh, Chris, you know, the shout out to Shivani and man, your fan out trying to diss, doesn't look like a kid at all. If you're going to call him the kid, shave his big ass fucking beard that makes him look like a full grown man. And then the violence was so not believable in business exposing bad this was an abhorrent segment, bro. In, in all fairness, we're the one calling him a kid. I don't think anybody said he was Oh, they said it. <laughs> uh, he also, you forgot to mention this, uh, poor Christian. Here's Ryan. the other thing, dude. If he's 35 and he wants to break into the wrestling business and he's that bad, what, are you going to wait till he's 45 till he finally starts to get it and we're going to get behind him? Maybe, yeah. Jump the shark, bro. If you want to get in the biz, then try and get a job commentating on – you know, or doing something backstage that your dad is doing, taking bumps size-wise and getting tossed around, not believable whatsoever. The legacy is your dad passing the torch to you as the next Shivani, not whatever the fuck this was. He also took a, a diamond cutter from QT, and he, he did take that pretty well, uh, to which JR goes, a stunner, uh, which I thought that was uh, funny. Um, so let me, let me point out a few good things that you've glossed over because – this segment got you good. Um, it was so bad. It, it was out of nowhere and no explanation. I will give you that. It just Dude, it's not out of nowhere. Say what it is. It was very random. Nightmare Factory is running a grift, just like WWE did with OVW. It's not a grift. You're there learning. But the fact is, when you, we went to OVW, it was the chance of getting on Impact or WWE, the incentivized mm -hmm. part of that, while we're paying Rip 2Gs mm -hmm. to fucking learn, right? Okay, great. You got to surround yourself with the best to learn and know the program. I got no problem with anybody packing up their life going to move to do that. But they are using the 4500 they're charging now at Nightmare Factory. And if you are somebody's kid and you pay that, that's enough to I can get you a spot on on Dynamite. And we're now selling spots on Dynamite, 2-minute spots that you will either get over or what have you, but it fulfills the promise that 
the 4,500 you spent. And then other people see that and go, wow, that guy was only there for three months and he got on TV. I'm going to spend $4,500 and go do that. And I can get on TV and they're not wrong, but that's why we have red velvet scorpioning herself on <laughs> dives through the middle rope and people who are, should have no reason even being on dark, getting opportunities to do that. You know what I mean? Because those guys are selling spots at their school and the incentive is to get Aside on Aside from the, the selling whatever, you and I have somewhat of a difference of opinion on, on that, but um, nepotism has been around since since wrestling. Probably sure. George and Nick Gulas, when we were at OVW, we talked about the same shit. Oh, we Nick were... would specifically tell us, if you are not somebody's son or Fucking you shit. are not this, you have a 10% chance of a job. But let me talk about the things I did like about this segment. It was out of nowhere, I'll give you that. That it um, ended? That was my favorite part. <laughs> um, I thought Tony did a good job communicating that emotion when they were holding his son up for ransom. And he's like, all right, damn it. You know, he did a good job with that. But I was also listening to this and I felt like QT got some heat from this moment. Like the crowd didn't, however good it looked or didn't look, the crowd didn't like what QT was doing. And no. QT's body language was believable. Like he's like that an over. asshole. I'll right. put that over. Yes. Yes. I felt I, like he got some heat. And then when Big Show came out, I was kind of with it. I cannot tell you the last time I said, I want to see a Big Show match. I'm certainly not clamoring for one. But when I saw him come out and deadlock eyes with QT while he choke slams QT's baby boy son, Aaron Solo, I go, fuck, maybe they're setting up a match with those two. I wouldn't mind seeing what they do with that. So those are my positive takeaways I got from that. If I was going to ratchet this up, I never would have got heat on the kid and hit him. It's all the threat of we're going to do something. And not only now the big show's in it. It's what it's obviously big show. He's a massive draw, no doubt a star. Uh, but if you were going to do it and bring both of them out there, I would have big show out one ramp, Mark Henry out the other watch fucking uh, QT's face drop. And then fucking, they have to back off <laughs> big men and everybody's left up standing and Shivani doesn't have to do the, no, 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 not my son, not my son, where he just goes, are you sure you want to do that? Well, boom. You know what I mean? Like, and then, and then fucking Shivani's up, his kid's up, and, and Mark Henry and Big Show are putting over both of them. And those guys who acted tough are now chicken shits, and they never got anything in on them. They, they, they picked a soft, what they thought was a soft target. But when it comes to the fucking real big badasses, they don't want none. So I'm wanting that QT Big Show match. I bet you what, what I'm going to end up getting is six months from now, QT against Christian Bobby. <laughs> uh, his son, Aaron Solo. Or maybe a son versus son match. We'll do QT <laughs> and Solo against Tony yeah. and Christian Bobby, the Skia Bones, with Conrad Thompson in the corner. Hmm. Uh, our main event is the uh, Five Labors of Jericho, Chapter 4. I become, I become, I become a Judas and... Judas in my mind. Brutal. I mean, just to, to watch these fanboys in the crowd like going nuts and like you don't like the song? You don't like uh, the song? Um, I'm happy for Chris Jericho. I sang his praises earlier uh, when we were talking about Nobs uh, having a GoFundMe and he's in the hospital in a bad way. Jericho is the locker room leader of all wrestling and what he's done. People might hate on him for the Trump donations or whatever. Yeah. But he's, he's donated to so many people's GoFundMe without 
looking for any pat on the back and, and workers who might not have even come close to where he has on the card. It's not because he's super rich and can afford it. Mm-hmm. That's because he's taking care of the boys and being what this industry should be. I wish we did have a union and I wish he was the fucking president of it, bro. Because yeah, he, he, he leads by example. He helps everyone. Yep. And when I see him, like I've donated to a few of the ones that I've seen him sure. and he puts Chris Irvine on there. So if yep. you're not a super smart fan, you don't even know it was him. You know? Nope. Nope. So uh, massive respect. And in this match, I liked because this is the type of match Jericho should be in. <laughs> this is a Jericho match. He can take real wrestling moves. He can work at a pace and be on the cell. We don't got to do a bunch mm-hmm. of gimmick, dumb bullshit. People are questioning. Wardlow looks like a fucking beast, a, a superstar, like Rhino the old days. Not that Rhino's shitty now. Rhino will fuck you sure. up in a minute. But like the next evolution of that type of character, mm-hmm. uh, money written all over him. Uh, Wardlow beats him up, release suplexes. Uh, Jericho tries to take the big man out with uh, double axe handle, cold breakers, all that shit in the beginning. And they even put like, he's he beat the dead man with that. I was surprised there was a dead man drop from JR. Does that mean Taker might be in talks to fucking show up too? And- yeah, what's what's the rib wrestling news site that's like the onion, but for wrestling? Oh, kayfabe news. K-fabe news. They put a thing a few weeks ago that said the mortician is all elite. Uh-huh. Uh, the two end up on the floor. Jericho gets whipped in the barricade. Wardlow throwing Jericho all over the place, drives him into the ring post. That didn't look fun. Uh, he tosses Jericho back in the ring. Uh, Wardlow looks for a big power bomb, ends up doing it over and over again. Eight times you go to commercial during the power bomb thing. That yeah, was bad. Power bomb lots. yeah, like eight or nine times, bro. That I don't like in this match. Why bury your power bomb, bro? Why bury it? You know what and I mean? At his age, like I'm good with one, I'm literally like one. 20 years younger than Jericho. Yeah, and even in my prime, I don't want any more than one power no. bomb. And and sell, let him sell away. You know, you what ever I mean? taken one of those? I mean, yes, two. They fucking hurt, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I got the wind knocked on me on the first one because I didn't yeah. get chin touch. Um, by a guy six eight, three hundred and sixty pounds, and that's the only reason why I took it because he was that much bigger than me. You know what I mean? Um, and he fucking killed me in the corner with a big splash too, bro. Like it, he came off the top, hits me, hits me with the with a flying snooker, <laughs> light light as could be, man. In the corner, I take the fucking big Vader thing. I feel my guts come up into my fucking lungs. Bad news. And then and then taking the power bomb, I was like, uh, uh, I remember like choking on my tongue. It was bad. Maybe that's what happened to the best friends in Statlander. They might have mixed it up with that guy. Over the it could be. Fucking name. Uh, commentary lost count on how many times he's done it. Uh, yeah, don't fight a gritty kitty. You're gritty and pretty. They're fun. <laughs> Uh, Jericho put up on the top rope. Wardlow looks to finish him off with a big strike. Jericho drops down, is able to lock in the walls on him. Crowd, crowd came up real big on that. Great spot. Uh, MJF jumps up, does an eye rake when ref's out of position, so we bury the ref. Ref catches MJF trying to interfere by passing the diamond ring to Wardlow. You're out of here. Ref focuses on MJF. Jericho clocks Wardlow with a baseball bat. Judas effect lands, cover, one, two, three. Uh, I just did this exact finish except for heels up with brass knuckles. So it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, and, uh, but you know, we obviously have to keep things going. So Jericho wins, um, MJF somewhat in shock. Uh, but then, uh, post-match it's Jericho 
uh, MJF, Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara face off. Warlow gets up, stomps Sammy, and heels get back on top uh, to leave baby faces kind of uh, laying here. So, uh, and in the end, Maxwell Jacob Freeman says uh, he's met Jericho's met uh, his successor. So not just his match, his successor, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Um, but yeah, dude, this was a good main event. Uh, my favorite of the uh, four out of five matches so far for Jericho. Eight power bombs. Mm. Not only does that risk Jericho and put him at risk to get hurt, but it also buries Wardlow because one power bomb from Wardlow is more than enough from any fan. No one's going to fuck with that guy. So to do it over and over again, every time you do it, I get it. It's more violence, but it's it lessens everything. You know what I mean? You could even play it up if you're going into commercial, hit him with a big one, boom, let him sell for 30 seconds. You you go to cover, slow cover, one hand press pin, one, two, kick out, or even pull him up, go to hook him again, like you're gonna, you know, Kevin Nash style, and he just drops to his knees and he's dead. And then we can go to commercial that way and you can fucking drag him around, do what you want to. But to give him eight, nah, man, not good. So everything else in this match I liked. I Spears' punches at the end, phenomenal. That quick little stomp kick that Spears does when he runs by a guy to step on his head, so real, so awesome. Like just highest level mastery of strikes. Uh, Nick Jackson, again, with a character tonight, Matt Jackson with the strikes. There's so many guys that are – way up here <laughs> and then guys that are way down here with fundamentals on their roster those bottom guys really gotta get off twitter and bottom girls and, and ask them what the fans think and go talk to these veterans and go how do i tighten up my punches what do you what am i what do you see that i can get better at please give me two things that i can work on hard until next week and tighten those up and then those guys are going to take investment in you and watch your match and and see what they told you if you apply it and then you're going to become one of the boys and then you go back and humbly ask and they're going to go yeah dude those punches were way better but here's one thing you could have done while you're doing the garvin stomp get your yala over on every one of those remember mondo telling me that shit and instead of just doing the garbage stop, you know, like, and then I worked that in and now my game's getting better and better and better. And the boys get in their car and go, you know, who's fucking getting it. I mean, I told him to do this and I told him to do that and it's going over, but there, that, that disconnect from dark order punches to what I'm seeing with other things, they got to raise up, man. You know what I mean? Hopefully dark and, and rampage and, elite elevation help those guys do that i want to see everybody mm -hmm. get better yep and we also found out that the fifth labor which is going to be the final match jericho and mjf yeah is going to take place next week on dynamite and the stipulation to that is no judas jericho can't use the judas effect nor the theme song so uh should yeah. be interesting there well let me ask you this when we said no theme song i go that's brilliant because that's the most he gets over in his entrance now it's the most baby face thing he does. Mm -hmm. So no music. What if next week he comes out and starts just sings at acapella, bro, as he's coming out instead of like waiting for the crowd to do it. I think they're not going to do my idea, but they're waiting for the crowd because they know the crowd's going to sing along mm -hmm. and do it, but he should start in the back and fucking like all the lights go out and fucking, you just hear him start to sing the song. No music whatsoever. And, a whole chorus of people singing along with them live, bro. 
as opposed to playing it. So he's following the rules, but that will get him even more over than just coming out and singing my song. See, I just expected the crowd to sing it for him, but I I like that. I also used to like when Sammy would sing a song, so that could be a cool thing. With the power bombs, dude, I I know what he was trying to do as a baby face. Do you remember um, in DCW um, when I'd gotten hurt for a while and started doing commentary? Yeah. And I'd gotten back in shape and I wanted to get back into wrestling. He's like, I want to get off the desk. I asked specifically, I think I asked you, uh, to put me in a match with Von Lilas that I was going to lose. And you guys said, yeah. And I remember talking to Lilas about it. And I said, Lilas, I just want you to chop me. First of all, let me just stop you. Von Lilas, six foot six. Uh, looks like, uh, what's the picture? Randy uh, fucking... God damn. Talking yeah, about so like, and, and chops harder than anyone in the history of wrestling. Harder, harder than Big Show, harder than everybody, bro. Sounds like a shotgun. Yeah, it, it, it'll break the blood vessels in your chest instantly. Go ahead. So this was my first match back from being kind of a comedy heel to wanting to be a straight babyface single star. And I told Lilas before that, Vaughn, I want you to chop me again and again. Anytime I say chop, just chop me. And all I wanted to get in during the match, he would chop me and I would pull myself back up. Yeah. We had about eight, we had about eight minutes. I maybe did two moves. The rest of the time I chopped, I bumped, and I stood back up and he beat me. But that was the biggest reaction I got as a baby face. It was the smartest decision. It was, it was the Silvio fucking cell. Come on, a fire up. The fucking take another one and and go back to I definitely remember this right and that was the smartest decision I'd made up until that point in my career and it turned me into a big baby face that helped later mm-hmm. um, so that was what Jericho I think was going for with those with those power Jesus bombs. Christ let's just go back to chops then fuck about I'm with you but like, one thing power bombs so big to take it and fire up is burying it to me. Like it was the wrong move, right idea, wrong move. Sure. Um, one thing I, I noticed last night and it felt really good. I hope you caught the same thing. Did you notice the response after the Jews effect when Jericho won that? Oh yeah. It was over the spin out bang. Yeah. Top of the night that yep. and Brit, those were the well, that, that goes right back to what you were saying earlier. So why they didn't get a pop on that shoulder block working into that. You know what I mean? Because they got Judas effect over this week. When it's banned next week, it means that much more. And he should even go for it and do it, like stop himself and then fucking do something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What can we do to tease Judas effect where MJF's like, no, but like one time he catches him, but then he does it again and into something unique outside of that where he thinks it's coming and gets him to flinch for it. Great opportunity set up because of how they sold it on this match in this show for next week. So you know the Arn Anderson DDT thing that uh FTR now uses. Yeah Arn would tease the right hand they duck boom. Yeah. That's Jericho's spot. He goes for the Judas effect MJF ducks double Rock. leg walls of Jericho. Yeah I like that. I like that. But overall man I thought the show last night it had some quirks but it had a real good flow. Um and I was entertained. So two hours of wrestling Velvet Sky, uh, it's Ben Hameen. I'm on the air with the AEW review right now. Can I give you a call back as soon as we're done? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, are you all okay. right? All good? I'll call you in like five minutes. 
Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. There you go. There you have it. <laughs> that was fine in the house. Yeah, yeah. I got to talk beautiful people, man. Uh, you can make sure their stuff's all good to go for uh, patreon.com slash the beautiful people. Great shoot last week from Angelina Love uh, on Dirty South Wrestling in that time where we crossed over when they closed that and came up to mm-hmm. the – Dude, I was just like riveted to just listening to it. So um, really uh, one of the best wrestling promos and shoots I've heard in a long time. So, uh, but yeah, that was a, a, a good, a great main event. Britt Baker killed it. I don't know. There's things in that opening finish that just, I just don't understand, man. I sure. just don't understand why they the do things that. We didn't like aside. what do you think of just the overall flow of the night and the pace and how it, how it went? Good. With Jericho in the main event. Me yeah. Too. I think it was it was a well-paced, entertaining show. It had some shit I didn't like, but overall, I, I was entertained. And it's hard to keep my attention uh, with modern wrestling for two straight hours, so I'll give him props for that. Yeah. Um, great stuff all the way around. Still glad to be back with you and glad we're going to continue on the, the Light the Fuse journey together, buddy. And I look forward to it every week, getting to uh, hang with uh, you and obviously the run-ins from the lovely genocide and everything uh, she's doing success wise. We want to support her. You guys, Genocide Triple Zero on Instagram. Check out that NWA profile piece on her. Uh, you know, well earned, and I can't wait. To, and you'll be inspired too if she's showing her training regiment. You'll know that you got to get off your ass and to achieve greatness. And uh, you know, having a great coach like the Chris Silvio definitely helps. So if you want to have him booked at uh, your local indie and or you know where on indie, I don't care at NXT. <laughs> if you want to have him booked at NXT where you should be a full-time coach, then, uh, then let him know by, by all means. But, uh, uh, you can get him at, uh, Chris Silvio bookings at gmail.com. I believe, right? C Silvio. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, anything else I, I'm missing, bud, uh, we can cover. Man, you got, you got the gist of it. I'm, I'm getting back out there a little bit with the, uh, with the seminars. So if you have a wrestling facility or training center that you would like uh, me to come to and have a seminar or a camp with your um, fellow wrestlers, sometimes uh, just the guys themselves at the wrestling school will chip in for the seminar. Other times it's run by whoever owns the place. So whether your coach wants to bring me in or you guys just want some good extra training, um, hit me up, cecilviobookings at gmail.com. We're kicking ass here in Florida, Side Dojo. I'm going to be launching a new team soon um, that will be uh, coming out hopefully in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. And we might as well put it out there. We, we bullshitted a little bit about what are we going to do now with Rampage. Um, I'm down to Rampage, so uh, if there's a producer out there, I know we're always looking for talent. If there's a yeah. producer that wants in. Uh, We're definitely on the scale of hunt right now, developing some new names and people have reached out, you know, and the stars will align and the best will always find each other. But uh, Silvio's anxious to keep talking AEW. Not that I don't enjoy our time together. I just, there's not enough of me to go around right now, <laughs> you know, and, and why, why, why should I take every spot? You know, uh, everybody uh, deserves an opportunity to be tortured by watching shitty wrestling in 2021. I, I don't need to take it all. It's not me. I don't watch the course. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, uh, man, uh, you can go to cameo.com slash bin on me, pro wrestling tees.com slash bin on me, but go to the realm network.com. Sign up for free right now. Plenty of freemium shows coming your way, you guys. Things will roll off, even shows like this after exclusivity passes. And you can listen to back catalog as well. But you got to sign up 
in order to get that new RSS feed and it doesn't cost you a thing. And if you want to purchase HMG, you know, you're getting a whole spectrum of shows. In fact, if you're listening right now, you've already purchased it because it's the only place where you can get it. So I want to say thank you to everyone who subscribed so far. Everyone's become an engager and, uh, you know, to help spread the word, uh, everything we're doing social media wise and we see you guys and it's humbling and uh, we say thank you uh, for sure. So for MSG, for Dr. Sexy and LSD and the great hacker, I mean, uh, y'all infidels, it was time we went through it and we lit the view. Y'all Oh yeah, I got you. My best friend, Velvet Sky. Whoops. Hey, Bob. Ding dong. Hello? Hey, this is Stevie Richards. I'm here to tell you, you don't necessarily need all this equipment to get in the best shape of your life. All you need is this. A resistance band. I'm so excited to offer the 12-week resistance band training program to you which features an interactive PDF with full overview videos, modifications, descriptions of all the exercises, scalability no matter what fitness level or what age you are, the PDF scales the workout to you. Also after your instant download of the PDF you get full direct email support right from me as well as access to a Facebook group with an awesome interactive community. I can't wait to help you take control of your fitness journey. So click on the link below, click on the link in my profile, or just put in stevierichardsfitness.com, go to the store and download the 12 week resistance band training program.